Do you know that feeling when everyone is talking about a movie that you haven't seen? Have you ever felt compelled to make some vague comments just so you can join in the conversation? Well, what if you were in too deep? Do you think you could convince everyone that you'd seen it? Or do you think your version would be so much better that no one would care? Here at Faking Movies, we're always the ones who haven't seen the movie. Anything you can do, I can do better. I can do anything better than you. Oh, you can. Yes, I can. Oh, you can. Yes, I can. Oh, you can. Yes, I can. Yes, I can. Everybody, welcome back to Faking Movies. My name is Lee, and I am not trying really hard to not forget a joke. Uh, oh, well, it seems like episode... you are, but that's fine. Two <laughs> <laughs> twenty-three. Um, no, what happened? Like the number of flavors in Dr Pepper plus two hundred. Wow, that's sure. right. Yeah. 200 being the number that is twice 100. That wasn't the joke, was it? Oh, God. No. Why, okay. How could that be the joke? This is The joke I was trying to not forget was something that Seth thought up after we started talking. I don't know how you guys work. I yeah, mean, dude. We have that weird brain maybe, thing, remember? We do yeah. have that weird brain thing. The, the um, mind meld, yeah. <laughs> remember when we were going to make that joke about Lord Jim today? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that and, like, did happen. And nobody gets it. <laughs> Who yeah. makes Lord Jim jokes in the year of our me 2022? That's right, we're talking to you from 2022, which isn't mm. weird because you're also listening to this in 2022. Yeah, because yep. time is linear and unidirectional. That's <laughs> As far as... Some people think. I mean, I don't know. And, and I feel confident that if you're listening to this, you're listening to it in 2022 because nobody's going to go back and discover us later and listen to our back catalog. I mean, probably true. one of us might get independently famous for like farting in a restaurant and it explodes or something later. Oh. That's, that's like the only way that we get famous. In that is one of my goals. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. It'd have to be yeah. some mishap, not by our own, like, Oh, merit, yeah, not through say. our own volition. It'll be some kind yeah, of yeah. Um, uh, horrendous accident. Yeah, yeah sure. I just, yeah. What, I, however I become famous, I just hope in my Wikipedia picture I'm holding a hot dog. <laughs> and, like, oh, yeah. and, like, you can tell that I have some of it in my mouth at the time. <laughs> I hope so we they... have to delete all of your social media and then only ever put pictures on Facebook <laughs> or Instagram or whatever of you eating hot dogs. I hope they yeah, use like Jude Law's for face yeah. for me. Mm. Oh. That's nice. Yeah. I mean, Not the obvious celebrity, as we've discussed at length. Oh, no, yeah, no, sure. no. You, yeah, I'm like oh, a Pokemon. He's... You haven't seen the evolution. Like, I was yeah, Elijah he's... Wood, and I've oh. kind of turned more into a Jude Law, and now I'm kind of a, um, a, a trash pile. Oh, yeah, sure. Right. I'm, gonna say, I'm, a, I'm a Jake Lloyd, and I think I'll always be a Jake Lloyd. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, for years, for years, especially working in a public-facing job for oh, so long. yeah. People used to, people used to say I look like James Franco, which mm-hmm. always pissed yeah. me off because yeah. he sucks. Yeah, and he sucks. He, I, manifestly, in hindsight, he sucks. But in the back in the day, being called one of the alleged sexiest men alive at that time, not the worst thing. I mean, you know. And besides, the person I actually look like is 1970s singer songwriter Tim Buckley. Interesting. Yeah, look that up. Yeah. Ha- Hallelujah, like. Tim Buckley? No, his dad. Yeah, his dad. Oh, okay. um, oh that's Jeff Buckley. You're right. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, also you look a little bit like uh, our our favorite dictator, young Joseph Stalin. 
That's true. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, who, fuck. who I have to say was a very handsome young man. Young Stalin. Young was Stalin was a hottie. Yeah. The, he, I he mean, he turned into that. a monster. I mean, he probably already was a monster. He's kind of a sociopath. I imagine he was a monster. He was. Still, he was like, I mean, he was a revolutionary man. that also like seemed to take pleasure in the attacks that he did in like a Ugh. real weird way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the, yeah, I guess if I'm mad that people think I look like uh, James Franco, I should be mad that people think I look like young Stalin also. So I guess that's <laughs> yeah, fair. Monsters yeah, is yeah. as Monsters does. Monsters Inc., baby. What, so if I exclusively look like Monsters, does that mean I am a monster? No, no, no. no they absorbed no. all of the monster bits. You got all of the, the good sentimental bits. So that you could Aww. live pure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Honestly, that's Tim nice. Buckley, you're not wrong. They're your yeah, horror that, crux. I see it. Mm-hmm. you see that album cover where he's smiling and he's got the like ring around his eye that's that's the one that i really look like yeah i can see it he died very early though i don't like that heroin oh all right well just don't he, do that he and his son both tragic deaths oh christ oh yeah jeff buckley died no not helicopter he drowned helicopter? in the mississippi fuck <laughs> <laughs> dear god okay yeah and tim yeah. Uh, did a bunch of heroin and then got in his car and mm. OD'd while driving. That's well, a, see, that's just endangering other unfortunate people. Unfortunate series of events. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. Uh, he died at twenty-eight. Well, so you've surpassed He's a real him. lemony snicket, that guy. Yeah, sure enough. Uh, yeah, you've surpassed both him and Jeff. So I think you're good. Hey, okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. so <laughs> Tim was twenty-eight. Was Jeff twenty-seven? Uh, Jeff was thirty. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So he beat the curse. Yeah. I guess. Oh yeah. The curse. You don't know about the twenty-seven year curse. Yeah, you don't that? know this. Of course, I know this. All Everybody right. Okay. It seemed like you were being a little incredulous. It started. Put it in a, it started with Amy. Facts. Amy Winehouse, and then some other people it from the past. Definitely didn't start there. <laughs> some other people. It started with Amy Winehouse, and then people from the past. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Because the time is in a straight oh, linear think, line. Right. Think, we God. covered this. Yes. Thank oh, you. God damn it. <laughs> yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Hey, uh, before I forget, check out our Twitter oh, at mm-hmm. Making Movies. Marielle works very hard. Hey, Zach, do you have any updates on those Ghana listening numbers? Oh, you know, I don't. Um, oh. I haven't looked in a while. Oh. But yeah, we'll save I, it for another time then. Yeah, mm-hmm. I bet we're still fucking rocking in Ghana, though. I, I, I can feel it. <laughs> I've had to research a bunch of languages recently that mm-hmm. uh, are spoken in Ghana, and that was, that was fun because I didn't know them very well it was an interesting thing and this story is going nowhere so please save me please (laughs) please save me sure i'll be your remy zero save me is that it's the theme from smallville somebody save me Uh, that's all okay guys remember smallville barely yeah cool we're doing an episode this week (laughs) yeah it's not about smallville my god be weird if it was. As far as I know, no one from Smallville is in it. Yeah. Was Smallville, um, wasn't Nexium person in Smallville? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. We might get some of that today, but, uh, let's find out. What? Oh, your movie. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So Zach is thinking. (laughs) Wait, Zach, let me guess. Is your movie about (laughs) Nexium? Did I get it? But, (laughs) I mean, it's like adjacent, I would say. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I am doing a movie. Uh, it's called Bonfire of the Vanities. Sure. One is. of the more specific and unpleasant titles. In I think it's times. actually the Bonfire of the Vanities. If you want, it is the article, but yeah, um, sure. Probably not. It's weird because it's such a it's it's such a title, and it also means almost nothing. 
yeah, yeah. I yeah. mean, yep. it's <laughs> if you, if you know the story, it makes okay. sense. Well, if sure. you know the historical event, also, but oh, oh, we'll talk well, about. We can, we, we can yeah, we can get into that. We'll talk about that. Okay, later, but mm-hmm. right. So this week I'm doing a movie, um, the Bonfire of the Vanities, allegedly. Uh, Seth really, as is often the case, chopped and screwed me on the. Uh, I thought they were right. mostly comprehensible this time. Oh, you think? On the screwed. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Let's well, let's let the 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 people be the, okay. the judge of that. I don't even remember what I wrote. So do either of you guys do either of you guys watch Chopped? Is there a Chopped reference we can make? Also, like, do you know any of the judges? I never watched Chopped. So they're just famous There's, chef people. Yeah, it's a bunch of different yeah. chefs. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know Gordon Drew McGarry was on it that one time. Oh, really? Weird. Huh. Okay. Yeah, um, he he won his episode, and there's a really famous uh, GIF of him dancing that's really oh. goofy. That sounds about right. Surprising. Mm-hmm. Okay. Hmm. Uh, okay, so number one here, um, we don't get to the name of the person until the end, so here we go. One half of Chet Hanks' parents, but which one? Question mark. Parenthetical, it's Tom. Tom Hanks. Yeah. Tom Hanks is, is in this movie. Yeah, yes. he sure that's, is. That's a walk. That's he's a walk. very in this movie. I'll let you know that much. Yeah. I, he came first, and he's Tom Hanks, so that's mm-hmm. not surprising. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, uh, we weren't fucking with you. We didn't just drop him in as, like, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Bruce the Will to go on this. Mm-hmm. Bruce Willis. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Melanie Griffindorth. Yeah. <laughs> Melanie Griffith. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you know, it would have been funny too. Melanie Griffindorf's tribe. I know the movie Ooh. is Griffindorf's tribe, but you know, mm. yeah, okay. Okay. that would have been like a little off. But yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> sure. Continue. Speaking of a little off, uh, Kim Cat by andrew lloyd weber troll kim cattrall yeah. uh-huh. <laughs> nope. you know what's fun about that one uh cats was now and forever at the winter garden and there's at least one scene in this movie that was filmed at the winter garden in new oh. york mm-hmm. i'm sure seth planned on that would be my guess yeah yeah, yeah. uh Another starts with a parenthetical. Uh, he sends one of yours to the hospital. You send one of his to the Morgan Freeman. <laughs> <laughs> I really, I love that I really one so much. You often I, save the best for last. It's really good. <laughs> I really love that one. And, and I'll tell you a bonus reason why I really love that one. Because the same person directed this movie as where the movie that that quote came from. This is a, they're both wow. Brian De Palma movies. Yeah. No. Okay. No yeah. kidding. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So in short, we have Tom Hanks, Bruce Willis, <laughs> Melody Griffith, Kim Cattrall, and Morgan Freeman. Ah. Quite a cast. I think you guys mentioned that last week. Mm-hmm. Um, hell of a cast. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I don't have any uh, alternate options. I oh, kind of threw this one wow. together. So. See, just okay. Right whole hog. Again, this title is it Hard just pointed me in with. one yeah. direction. Yeah, it's kind of rough. Interesting. So. Uh, all right, we open on Tom Hanks in a classic menial, boring job that crushes souls kind of scene. Okay. Uh, really set in the stage. He's going through all the motions. Everything seems horrible. And because Melanie Griffith is in this, she also has to be her wife or his wife. Um, mm-hmm. Also hates her bland suburban existence. It's this is a thing that has starts movies often. Um, sure. Yep. In fact, I feel uh, like we've done Tom Hanks movies. In fact, with this. I think so. I mean, a lot of the rom-coms are kind of like this. Uh, like, everything's that, sad. and then That's kind of how, like, Joe versus the Volcano is not, like, suburban. He's just, like, has sure, a bland sure. existence. And, like, mm-hmm. Sleepless in Seattle is about his... Yeah. Well, it's not yeah. a bland existence. It's more of a devastated widower existence. <laughs> but... Sure. 
but always kind of sad in some capacity. I forgot yeah. how much of a bummer like it was at the beginning. Sleep- of the the opening out? shot of Sleepless in Seattle is his wife's funeral. Yeah. I didn't remember that. It's fucking yeah. crazy. Kind of didn't didn't go heavy on the calm part uh, for a lot of those. Well, things. I mean, later, like when Bill Pullman is supposed to be a convincing romantic lead, that's that's pretty comedic. Sure. <laughs> Can you fucking imagine? <laughs> yeah, not Bill Pax, that's right. Bill Pullman. Right, Bill Pullman. No, yeah. You know, uh, Lone Star from Spaceballs. <laughs> yeah, the schlubbier of the Bills. Yeah. <laughs> the sure. zero effect. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, okay. you forced me into doing that one. I think that was me. I did that oh, one. And I, I thought don't the even name of the movie was the, the Zero Theorem, and I wrote a whole movie around that. Oh, yeah, man. that was a good one. That was a good nah. one. This uh, is a glimpse into faking movies past. Did I even say that the name of the show is Faking Movies I today? Think I think you probably did because you opened yeah. everyone with "Welcome Back to Faking Movies." Then Lee. Oh, oh really? I haven't listened to. I'm trying. To, I'm episodes, trying to come up so. with a joke, but I forgot, and so I'm, I'm gonna not, set talk about Doctor Pepper yeah. for a second. That th- yeah, he may have just skipped to the joke thing today. I don't know. Wow, um, we did talk about Doctor Pepper, huh? <laughs> yeah, it's almost like guys, a lot of time has passed. Uh, have you guys tried that chocolate Doctor Pepper? Ew, I heard it's fuck? good, no. but I don't want it. I mean, my, my, I've. I've taken two forays into goof sodas recently, and it was mm. both Coke related, Coke energy drink and Coke coffee. And Coke oh. energy drink was nigh undrinkable, and Coke coffee was like barely palatable. I didn't barely. like Coke coffee. I only tried mm. the vanilla one. Mm. I didn't try okay. uh, the other flavors because there's three versions of it. Yeah. And it was just, it was too sweet. But in sure. a weird way. I remember yeah. drinking Pepsi Coke. Pepsi Kona. Oh, yeah, yeah, I used to drink that when I was at various places abroad. Um, yeah, okay. Pepsi Kona is, is exists in other countries and yeah. briefly in the '90s in certain parts of the U.S. and I never got to have yeah. one. Yeah. Well, next time I go abroad, knock on wood, <laughs> I'll bring you back one. Or we could cool. eBay one. The the Coke energy drink, yeah. like energy drinks, are a solved problem. There are eight thousand that exist in the world. Mm. I don't know how Coke, the major soda company in the universe, fucked this up so bad. It don't they already incredible. own? Incredible. I'm like, sure they own like Monster or something. Like yeah, yeah. They have I think to. like <laughs> fucking. Huh, I don't know. I, I'll, have to, I'll have to look at my matter. my chart of nightmare corporations uh, that mm-hmm. I that I keep uh, yeah. I keep on my dartboard. <laughs> it's it's all nestle it's always been nestle well <laughs> nestle j and j uh procter and gamble like yeah. coca-cola is its own nightmare thing so sure is, sure um, is. cheaper than water in some com- countries yeah. yeah yeah yuck bombers um, bombers anyway. so you, see you, you you were in the suburbs we're rocking the yeah. suburbs we are uh, rocking like the suburbs. a ben folds five album like a mm-hmm. like the one that people <laughs> think <laughs> is yeah was when they got bad but it was actually a very good album I, they just put out the wrong singles yeah i, I liked that yeah. album when i was like in my my sad sad phase in high school yeah, like i right. definitely i mean not that i'm not in a sad like, phase now yeah. don't don't worry I still am. different sad face different, different sad face it was yeah. it was ben folds five and bell and sebastian for me you know, <laughs> bell and sebastian is an odd choice it turns out i very sad i well, i mean I it's uh, mostly about like coming to terms with being gay in a lot of ways and oh, okay. like that sort of stuff but i didn't realize well, that i thought it was just being like feeling disaffected oh yeah, mm-hmm. it turns out uh, i was told later by a friend of mine he was like 
you realize I'm like <laughs> what that was the subtext huh <laughs> Everything Rachi is interpreting what? All right. (laughs) Who knew? But he's just so flamboyant and happy. He just seems so fun all the time. The ladies love him so much. Yep, yep. Uh, Yeah, that's an Austin Powers joke, is it? (sighs) We can't. We can't. We can't. Um, Okay, they're they're also good friends with Bruce and Kim because those two people are also in this movie. Um, Who does who are work for? They really, wow. Bruce Willis and Kim Cattrall really do seem like an 80s couple, don't mm-hmm. they? They do. They yeah, do. 100%. Yeah. I don't, I, I don't really like Bruce Willis. I think Kim Cattrall seems fine. I don't really, like, I don't have a lot of reference points she for her. She refused to come she back plays... for the uh, Sex in the City revival. Yeah. Correctly. I think she literally said, like, I don't want to be uh, the second fiddle to Carrie's bullshit or Sarah, what's her mm-hmm. name? Sarah bullshit. Jessica Parker, Sarah yeah, Jessica Parker. with her murderer husband. Yeah, good mm-hmm. for Kim. Like, good for Kim. Yep. Fucking move on. Yeah. Kim Cattrall plays uh, fucking Gracie Law in Big Trouble in Little China. Like, you oh, know, yeah. it's... She she had a lot of good roles initially, and then I think was like pigeonholed as like uh, stereotypical blonde bitch character, which is like, well, and like she was she a sex pot for like a bunch sex of sex pot for a long time. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. like sure. Police Academy, for instance. Um, yeah, so you age out of blonde sex pot into blonde bitchy middle aged person, and then like, she <laughs> aged into her role on Sex and City, where she's yeah. like ultimate like oversex cougar. cougar lady. Yeah. Right, right, right. None of those are great. Yeah, yeah. for sure um she seems yep. like a nice lady from what i can tell yeah sure why not yeah um anyway in what i i, I set my movie in the 80s so uh they are mm-hmm. what i assume are self-involved narcissists uh caught up in the 80s culture obsessed with uh, have you seen this movie yeah have you seen this movie <laughs> no just based on the cast i assume we had to kind of be in that yeah okay. vein mm-hmm. yeah um yeah so except with uh, obsessed with meaningless consumerism and status and all that 80s shit sure um so tom continues to go through the motions of life for a while but is obviously extremely checked out and kind of hates his life you know mm-hmm. a lot of yeah. movies start like this yeah, one day he knows checking... shit is coming <laughs> <laughs> the gods foretold of the antichrist yeah, an old his wizard. name is he Chet. stumbled across an old hermit wizard in the woods one day and <laughs> He, he like, said, stop, stop after two children. You shall have two sons. One <laughs> shall be a rapper, the other shall be a shitbird. Mm. Yeah. It's like, uh-huh. it's like, what can I do to stop this? Nothing, it is written in stone. <laughs> <laughs> Due to the sins of a past oh, life, man. you must live with this knowledge. <laughs> do you think Chet, so famously Tom and Rita were like one of the two first celebrities to get COVID. I think, I feel mm-hmm. like that's Chet's fault probably. Right? Like, <laughs> yeah. No, he just was for existing. It could be Collins' fault because Collins a shitbird. So is he? Oh, I thought Collins. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he he had some some mm. sexual assault stuff. I, I could uh, be wrong. I I shouldn't I shouldn't talk um, out of school. Tom, I think Tom and Rita were in another country because he was filming something. Oh, okay. And that's and it was somewhere where it had already like Italy, for instance. Sure. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> if I remember correctly. So you're saying in three years we're going to get another Dan Brown? Uh... 
Forkwill or something. Well, I mean, they remade the damn TV show, like you know. Yeah, that was so bad. I watched. I I actually stopped in the middle of that. It was so. Yeah, bad. we, we, I don't we watched the first that. episode, and I was willing to watch more. And my partner was like, uh, uh, uh. No, no. Yeah. I can so know who bad. I was thinking of. I was thinking of Casey Affleck. I wasn't thinking of. of oh, uh, oh yeah, Hanks. he's a real piece. Yeah, of shit. yeah. Casey yeah. Affleck is a piece yeah. of shit. Uh, uh, Colin Hanks, as as far as I'm aware, is not terrible. So like whatever. Yeah. I feel like he was in the news a few months ago when uh chet was doing his uh, white boy summer thing and oh. someone asked him about chet and he was like yeah chet's kind of a dumbass <laughs> something to that effect. okay i can have you that. have you seen chet's face like you know everything about him just look yeah, at him. Uh, yeah. Um, okay yeah sorry yeah, I, I i i shouldn't i shouldn't talk about things you're not wrong casey affleck is a world yeah i i don't know why I yeah. mixed them up other than they played similar roles a lot of the time. Uh, yeah, in, they're in the same age of in the two thousands. Like, yeah. They they're they their names both start with C. They're both sure. related to more famous people than they are. <laughs> that is true. Yep. Like Chet <laughs> Neither Hanks. Neither of them have dragon back tattoos. Oh yeah, sure. Mm, that's true. <laughs> yeah. Although fucking Casey is a best actor Oscar, which is whatever. For what? Yeah. Which one? Manchester by the Manchester Sea. Manchester Sea, yeah. Yeah, I can't watch uh, Kenneth Lonergan's stuff. It's um, soul-crushing. Yeah, I, That was what everybody said. They're like, we have to stop giving Oscars to these movies that nobody actually wants to watch. They're just the fucking worst. Like, I, I, I'm sad. all for <laughs> awarding artistic achievement, and I'm not saying that that wasn't in certain ways deserving of being awarded for being like a, a, a competent and, and well-executed piece of, of art, but like... I'm never gonna watch it because yeah. I don't oh, want to yeah. see that shit. Like, yeah, yeah, for sure, yeah. Like, there's Agreed. a place for that, and I'm glad that it exists. It's just yeah. not for me. Mm-hmm. Certainly, yeah. They're uh, they're critics' movies. They're movies that critics watch and give high praise, and everybody else goes, "I think I'm good." Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, yeah, that is a thing. Yeah, like the uh, new Matrix. Okay. <laughs> I liked the first half. A lot. Manifestly, we've all seen it, I think, right? But, no, I, yeah. haven't, I haven't bothered. Oh, okay. We did an episode about The Matrix a few months, years ago. So we did. We could talk about that. Oh, we um, could have an episode. I will never watch The Matrix 2 and 3 ever again. Sorry, David. I've been thinking you are about wrong. it. I've been thinking about it ever since I listened to that episode. I've been thinking yeah. about it. Mm-hmm. Ugh, no, no. Inscrutable, wow. terrible. Maybe, the maybe, we'll, I've ever maybe we'll have a mini where I... Uh, oh, like I'll I'll watch the. You the should you movie. should we should do a mini where you try to guess what happens in the new major. I mean I've already read enough reviews, but <laughs> that's oh, not going to be a mini. That's yeah. going to take. Four yeah, hours. I've already <laughs> read enough reviews and 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 listened to. An I, I really check, enjoyed so. I really enjoyed the section up until Keanu gets pulled out of the Matrix again, mm. and and after that, kind of like. <laughs> it wasn't. I didn't like it as much after that. Mm. Sure. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm back to I'm Zach's start... movie. You we clearly don't want to talk of, about the real one. I'm sorry. Two of nine. Yeah, here we go. Mm-hmm. Uh, so one day Tom I is checking get some out. Bobby pins again. <laughs> flopping. Lean into it, bud. Mm-hmm. Lean into it. Electric. Uh, one day he's checking out at the grocery store. Tom is uh, where Morgan Freeman is the cashier. Um, they get into this kind of weirdly personal discussion about life out of nowhere. Um, for a grocery store encounter, it seems kind of wholesome. Uh, and then he realizes when he gets home that Morgan seemingly slipped a pamphlet into one of the bags unbeknownst to him at the time. Mm. Um, it says some shit about bettering yourself and there's like a sort of scammy sounding program for it, which he correctly recognizes is total bullshit and just tosses it in a drawer and never thinks about it. Oh, so not the time, trash? 
Yeah. No, uh, no, he's just like, uh, you know, the shit drawer with all the things going to drawers, and... you know, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, all the old chargers. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Last time we moved, fucking the bedside table drawer, I had like four iPhones in there and like all kinds of crazy <laughs> shit. This, like my lube, my other lube, 16 <laughs> iPhones. Where did these come from? <laughs> How many shoelaces does one man need? Uh, I just have yeah. some, some rocks and like. I would say conservatively ten different pocket watches. Hmm. That's I had for you. I had a lot of watches in there too, and I had a couple of rocks and I had some illegal coins that you gave me. Oh so. yeah, those illegal Whoa. coins. <laughs> Sweet. Well, I mean, for comedic value, this is not real. Uh, legally, um... <laughs> it's not. They're not illegal in the U.S. It's 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 the, illegal the, to the, remove the way them they from the place to the where U.S. is illegal. Is illegal. Just, yeah. just looking out for you, bud. I don't know. I don't know. All right. Uh, time joke. passes four four times. <laughs> all uh, jokes. All jokes. <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh huh. More lack of any happiness or personal progress uh, continues to happen. Zach, your movie's then, a bummer. Yeah. Um. Well. There might be some comeuppance. Stick okay. with me. Okay. Um, in a particularly dark moment, he remembers this thing uh, as he's rooting through the drawer to find, I don't know, a charger that never existed in the first place or something. Um, <laughs> a charger a, for his a... 1980s phone? Like a plug for <laughs> yeah. a Motorola phone from 2004. And yeah, like, or like some C. 1980. So it would have been C batteries. No one ever had C batteries. Oh. <laughs> That's just, it's like the one flashlight takes I, them. And you I recently had to buy some C batteries. Yeah, because I needed it for a cat toy. Um, we, I had wild. to Amazon some for the cat auto feeder, and I was like, "Do they even make these anymore?" Yeah, it was, it was, it was actually kind of a trial to find some goddamn C batteries. I'm thinking yeah. about my my drawer that I keep batteries in, and I have everything but C batteries. I even have fucking right. little button batteries for certain yeah. things, like yeah. for like your for your meat thermometer, my instant read. Yeah, 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 exactly. Seth doesn't have an instant read, Zach. Oh, bud. Well, well, uh, my, he's my, going to next birthday, but I, obviously, my, <laughs> now my my mother bought me uh, one, but I like it's not very good. No, no, no. Yeah, I know, I know. We're, we're gonna get you the good one that we the all good have. one, the, yeah. the, the the instant read one, not the, the shitty the, one that we used thermopan. at your house the other day. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> it sucked. We were trying to temper chocolate the other day. Oh boy. Oh, that was oh, already a fool's errand. That yeah. Was you, okay, I'll just get you a candy thermometer now because well, those are cheap. But well, well, no, I mean, yeah, we we basically wanted to use a candy thermometer but like the last one that we bought was really shitty so um, yeah that's because it's a candy thermometer they all are (sighs) yeah you can get good ones god i used (laughs) to have a good one but it shattered remember that time i think i think you were at my house seth uh, we were doing frying and i did couldn't find my normal thermometer before i had my instant read and we put my candy thermometer in the deep fry in the on the stove and it shattered in the oil and there was just mercury oh. everywhere yeah <laughs> oh it was, no. it was a mercury one well or whatever the it's alcohol at this point oh okay well but, it was but, all but it was there's still like glass glass yeah yeah, uh, yeah. right i yeah. used to have a real mercury thermometer and then one of my roommates broke it oh no and then I he just like threw it away which... Which and I was like, oh, yeah, I no, that's a real problem. I was really sad kind of about it. Because yeah. like, I, I have... Because you could have ate that mercury. Well, I have yeah. vials of mercury. Like, I have Put one over here on the Put side of my in. desk. But you don't, you don't store it inside your body? I no, that's... I mean, I do that, too. Like a little picture. Oh, okay. 
that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, microdose. Mercury. Yeah. Microdose of Mercury. <laughs> okay, your movie. He's he's sad. I'm uh, happy. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he pulls it out of the junk. Listen, I'm going to let you guys ride this one. All right, sorry, sorry. I, 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 I had a very tired week. I'm just... Uh, I've been paying fully attention. Agreed, fully agreed. Um, I'm fun employed yeah. at the moment, so... <laughs> That's true. Yeah. We got a lot of uh, Lee live tweeting a movie from the 70s that no one has ever seen ever today. It's really fun. Oh, yeah, I like this version of Lee a lot. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. I was watching Mahler, the Ken yeah. Russell yeah. biopic about Mahler. Uh-huh. Boy, uh-huh. I do like Mahler uh, as an artist, but mm, I don't sure. know anything about his life. So, well, yeah, fair enough. I'll give you my Criterion password if you want it. <laughs> I already have it. Oh, okay, good. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, all right, on a whim, uh, Tom Hanks hops in the car and heads down to this place on the brochure. What kind of car? Ooh, An 80s. Probably car. like a, a Plymouth K car, if I had to guess. Yeah. Uh, like a, a real nondescript. What is he on the Red Green show? Yeah, no, one of those ones that like barely even had a name. Like, mm. like the LeBaron was like a recognizable one, but there were a bunch that were just like yeah car in quotes like yeah that's, yeah. yeah very like a yeah. soviet lada like it's just like yeah. the thing that is around it's the people's car buy yeah. one you have to it's the only thing it's yeah. the only option yeah um so he gets there it ends up being this kind of super sad strip mall type place uh Sweet. way too much space for entirely too little stuff and too few people mm-hmm. like you know like a target went out and they opened like a pet store and just half of it is like empty like this yeah. happens a lot now mm-hmm. i think yeah um, oh i know it. i know it yeah uh so just very pathetic and sad all around um that said he's sort of got nothing to lose at this point so he ends up talking to kind of some like schlubby guy who's just there and admittedly a bit uh, caught off guard did just anyone came in at all. Like, it's obvious that this is not, like, a happening place. I didn't know um, that I cast myself in this movie. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. This is not a, a Seth schlub. This is, like, a like 10 degrees. Oh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Very schlub. Hmm. Um, not super clear uh, what kind of gig they've got going on. It all seems very loose, and he assumes that there has to be some sort of pyramid scheme going on. Sure. Makes sense, obviously. Um Either way, uh, it's something, so he sticks around for some of the sad, underattended group discussions, and he weirdly, honestly, kind of enjoys at least talking to people. Like, having some experience in life, it's like something different. Sure. Um, Things progress kind of slowly, but it seems like people just sort of like him. Like, he's Tom Hanks. He's likable, right? Mm -hmm. Um, He loves the attention, which he doesn't get at his, like, sad job, where he never talks to anybody or does anything. Um, so he sort of rises through the group and all of this. Uh, he eventually gets Melanie into it um, because he can't stop talking about it at home and whatnot. Uh, and then inevitably also Bruce and Kim. The whole thing really seems to be going great in what appears to be like a self-help but not Nexium kind of thing. Okay. Literally had that written down. Um. <laughs> the, the fact that you had to mark that implies that we're about to take a turn. I think you are correct. Uh, yeah. So eventually he finds himself back at the grocery store one day and he catches eyes with Morgan. But Morgan quickly like rushes away, almost as if he's like scared of what a pending interaction is about to happen. Um, Tom ends up basically chasing him into the parking lot, thinking that something must be quite wrong with his uh, newfound friend. Eventually kind of corners him. Morgan has obviously got his defenses up uh, to Tom's great confusion. He's asking a lot of questions. Uh, Morgan eventually tells Tom that he really shouldn't even be in public. He should be hiding after what happened on Saturday. 
At this news, Tom runs away because he's confused and he doesn't know what the fuck's going on. So, uh, so is Tom, time not linear in this one too? Is that another? No, it, it definitely is. Uh, we'll get there. Uh, Tom, now super duper confused, rushes home where Melanie is waiting, indicating that she was worried that he's already been arrested since she hadn't seen him for two days. So here's where we do the great unfolding. Mm-hmm. Um, turns out Tom uh, has been like living a in a... Like a magazine fold-in. Kinda, yeah. The so that's so much smaller. better than the laundry joke I was trying to get to in my head. Turns out Tom has been living in this sort of fugue state since joining this fun new group. Mm-hmm. His life, uh, the life that he's lived uh, and that we've been perceiving is very much not the reality of any of the situation. Um, it's his coping mechanism, essentially. Mm-hmm. So he's slowly been consumed with this people like him popularity, uh, turned it into kind of a power trip thing, and has effectively started a sort of brainwash cult as the new de facto leader of this group that didn't really have any people or any leader or anything. Um, so we flash back to various points in time, watching him escalate the aggressiveness and the psychopathy of his true self while people around him initially kind of eat everything up in as often happens with cult situations. Yeah. Um, and then are subsequently sort of split on like Stockholm syndrome and then also like terrified and kind of run away. Like, mm-hmm. you know, the, you sort of sift out the people that go like, right. yeah, this is obviously bad. And so we had a very unreliable like, yeah. narrator for most of this. Extremely. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I do love that. Um, yeah. Can be fun. Um, the whole time he's ironically raving about how vanity is the scourge of modern society, which is correct for the eighties. Uh, sure. And you have to destroy your vanity to truly find your inner self and stop being a slave to what society wants you to be. This is the part where everybody eye rolls and goes, ew, gross. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so sort of general classic insane cult horseshit. Um, at the climax, he's really whipped up into like an unprecedented frenzy uh, and exclaims that everyone has to burn their vanity, abruptly setting fire to a table in the middle of the room in the strip mall sad building. At this point, some people are still somewhat entranced by his bullshit, and some have rightfully snapped out of it and realized that this has finally crossed oh, the no, line. People die, don't they? Oh, for sure, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, he starts uh, a bonfire. <laughs> yep, in the middle of a strip mall uh, empty Kmart or something. Yeah. Well, Kmart was still a company, but oh, now he's know. gonna destroy like a Ames, of, I guess, I a bunch know. of small restaurants. Yeah, like, a Chinese restaurant. Probably the best food. Like really yeah. good restaurants, yeah. A not not corporate pet store. Oh, God, so many pets. Yeah. Oh, so many exotic birds. Yeah, and <laughs> snakes and stuff. Yeah. Reptiles, yeah. yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, so some people escape while others tear off their highly flammable polyester 80s clothes and their <laughs> gaudy costume jewelry. Uh, they Some people, like, getting too close to this fire are themselves consumed uh, by the fire as their excessive hairspray quaffed domes get too close to the whole mm-hmm. fucking this, yep. this flaming set of descriptions has made it all worth it. Yeah, plastic true, nightmare yeah. fire. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Just imagine everything about the eighties and it's all in flames. Like, it's it burning. All, it, yeah. yeah, it all makes sense. Um, in what uh, seems like a moment, all of this becomes clear to him, uh, and he realizes that he's caused the death of several people in his out of control blaze. Uh, including his two friends, Bruce and Kim, who were perhaps the most ardent supporters because they were actually friends in real life. And, mm-hmm. you know, they, it was easier for them to get sucked in because Always they know and yeah. trust him. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, exactly. Um, as is often the case uh, in these kind of movies, the one thing he was railing against the hardest, uh, his own vanity turned out to get the best of him in the end and uh, made him blind to all the atrocities that he was committing. So he sort of realizes all this, and then I think in 80s movie fashion, we don't resolve anything. We just sort of fade to black, and that's the end of the movie. 
Yeah, but we we bonfire movies often just have a climax, and the climax yeah. is also the denouement. So yeah, yeah. Uh, granted the uh, the player which we watched last week was not an eighties movie, but it was very close, and I feel like that movie ended so abruptly, and I was just hmm. yeah, it oh. did. <laughs> right. yeah, so I I rewatched uh, Silence of the Lambs yesterday. Oh yeah, Great it's movie. still really enjoyable. Oh yeah, um, but it was weird to me that there are scenes after. Uh, Clarice kills Buffalo Bill. Does like, the shoots and the whatnot. Yeah, it feels like... And, like, I've read the book, too. Like, there's a lot that happens after that's that yeah. part. It's just, like, the yeah. story feels... I get what you're saying, though, Zach. Like, there's yeah. a... And I know Silence of the Lambs is early 90s, but there's a type yeah. of 80s movie where, like, it makes more sense to just end at the end and yeah. not know how things turned out yeah. which in in some sense i kind of like like sometimes when they have to tie a bow on the thing you're like yeah we get it like we're not stupid like we didn't need the like and then everything was cool or everything was obviously just bad. talking about the return of the king <laughs> the 45 minutes at the end of return yeah of are the you king? just talking about the four to six separate endings depending on yeah. which cut yeah. my friends you bow to no one Right. <laughs> I, at the same time, this is a cult movie where like hey, the Gandalf, title is the I'm obvious thing. I'm too things, depressed. So. I need to go live with the elves now. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It can be bad. I, yeah. Honestly, like trust your audience. It's fine. Yeah. That's true. Um, I mean, that yeah. is the thing I actually appreciate is trusting an audience. Yeah. Sure. So. I'm into it. Yee. That said, I kind of just made Fight Club, but I don't know. Like it's. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think so. Because Fight thinking... Club is something I hate, and that yeah, dude I wasn't me thinking of Fight Club at all. Fight oh okay club. good 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 I, um, I i kept writing away from fight club so if it didn't sound like that that's a good thing yeah well yeah no, and like but, the whole yeah. thing with the ending of fight club was he doesn't learn a fucking lesson there is that yeah right and i don't know i don't know necessarily yeah. that your character learns a lesson but like yeah, at least realizes it's unambiguously bad yeah what yeah what happens yes yeah yeah for sure that's true mm-hmm. yeah and I get that the whole thing about Fight Club is like, well, it was supposed to be obviously bad, and people just blah, blah. It's like, no, fuck you. No. Like, you yeah. could have made a better mm-hmm. jack-off motion. Jack-off yeah. motion. Better yeah. blow. Like, <laughs> Chuck. Yeah. Fuck you. <laughs> Fucking Chuck. Yeah. Fucking Talked about Chuck. him last week, too. <laughs> yeah. uh, did we? Yeah. Yeah, we so. did. <laughs> Pretty sure. Mm. Anyway. How about uh, that? Yeah. So, Zach, I want to hear about the IMDb one-sentence summary of this trash fire. Seems like yes. <laughs> literally yeah all right this trash, is an, oh my, this, mine was a trash fire is this movie also a trash fire yeah i assume it is yeah, yeah. uh so this is it's a, a muddled mess well, i'll say that yeah, yeah. Okay. and then there's a bunch of fun background stuff so mm-hmm. i have a, cool. I, I can really blast through the the, the yeah i mean like so it's can, not like yeah. anything happens so anyway that's why that's why it's possible yeah. yep so this neat, is a neat. this is a 1990 film mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, which I think is part of the trouble with it, but I'll, we so can talk about that later. Yeah, right, right in between two very different eras, I feel like. Mm-hmm. You know? yeah. Also, I'm noticing that the uh, the uh, the poster on IMDb has removed the twin towers from the poster. Interesting. Has it really? <laughs> yeah. No way. It has the wow. Chrysler, it has the Chrysler Building, but I don't see the two towers. All right. Anyway, that's a that's a thing we talk about a lot. I didn't think anybody actually did that. I no. I mean, like, uh, according it, to it's the same poster on Wiki, and according to Wiki, this is the theatrical release poster. Oh, okay. So, so maybe I just don't understand uh, the the uh, what sixth or seventh uh, character of this film, New York City. Oh. 
Our Brian De Palma the... knew that it was an inside job or some shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, according to the original producer, and that's original for a reason. We can talk about that too. Yeah. Uh, okay. The reason that De Palma <laughs> got hired is because he knows New York, and New York is one of the characters. That's a quote. You said yes. that like it was a quote. That's yeah, a quote. Yeah, it is a quote. Gross. All right. So <laughs> the uh, one sentence summary is. Oh, jeez. All right. After his mistress runs over a young teen, a Wall Street hotshot sees his life unravel in the spotlight and attracts the interest of a down-and-out reporter. Mm-hmm. Is this like half the Sarah Jessica Parker story? <laughs> <I'm so> <laughs> <confused>. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. All right. Okay. Let me burn through this as best I can. There's a frame story, and the frame story is Bruce Willis is this reporter who wrote a book that's like wildly like Pulitzer Prize. Every yeah. every project. Bruce Willis, great yeah. casting. Uh-huh. Yep. Sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's the frame, and then we get the voiceover from Bruce Willis where we learn what happened. The mm-hmm. you know the sure. reason for his book. Okay, which Tom ultimately Hanks. is not what he wrote the book about, by the way. But that's fine. Yeah. Okay. Tom Tom Hanks is a, like a, a Wall Street guy, real rich. Just yeah. kind of doesn't not happy with his life. He's married to Kim Cattrall. They clearly don't like each other. Kirsten Dunst is oh. their daughter in her first film role. Wow, you know? 1990. Yeah, I guess so. Kiki, yeah. Kiki's first role. Yeah, yeah. that's fun. Um, so also, this is Tom, our Dunstan Tom checks in. Oh, right. it's been oh, a long shit, time. Been so long. God damn. Yeah. Fuck me. Yeah. Tom. Tom and Kim is such a non-starter for me that doesn't yeah, Kim, make sense Kim Cattrall is also putting on this incredibly strange transatlantic accent yeah she's doing like a Boston oh. Brahmin voice she's um, like oh Tom why don't you come down to the foyer and ooh. we will have canapes well it's I mean like, she's mm. British it's a super weird what? really Kim Cattrall's British no I really? swear to god There's no I think way. she's from Liverpool I thought she was New York, New York. She is way. from Liverpool. Yeah, wow. She, she is from Liverpool, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have to watch some Kim Cattrall interviews, I guess. Um, <laughs> yeah. she, she lived in Canada from like teen years on, but she is from Liverpool. Uh, right. Uh, wow. All right. right so he, they're not happy, clearly. They're like the rich... The, the, the rich malaise of like, mm, you know, fancy high status life, but they don't like mm. each other. Tom uh, is... Yep. <laughs> Cheating on her with Melanie Griffith, who oh. is the trophy wife of uh, Alan King. Do you know Alan King? He used to do all the Friars Club roasts on Comedy Central and, you know, at the Friars Club. It's sure. like an old Catskills comedian kind of guy. I don't, but okay, sure. He, he, he plays her husband later and, like, we watch him die in a restaurant talking to Bruce Willis. It yeah. doesn't matter. Ultimately unimportant cool. story. Um, okay they're having an affair and they're going to their like love nest and they get off on the wrong exit. They end up in the Bronx instead of uh, Manhattan and through a series of misunderstandings and whatnot, they, she ends up uh, backing into a young black man with the car. I was going to say, I know it's going to get racial very oh, quickly. Uh, yeah. And they drive away <laughs> and Tom is like, we should tell the police. And she's like, what nothing happened it's fine it'll be yeah, fine nothing nothing mm. actually happened like i was the one driving so i get to decide if we go to the police mm-hmm. does does emilio estevez and jeremy piven show up at any point oh Cause... that that movie yeah oh i forgot, oh, I forgot about that shit equally upsetting yeah. yeah so can you imagine making a movie about an entire place where like millions of people live and you're just like 
This place fucking sucks. It's a shithole. <laughs> oh, we do okay. that with we do that with our films do that with countries a lot. Yeah, that's oh, true. Yeah. For sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean like they still do it with with particular cities in the states also, but uh, sure, we yeah. do it with countries a lot. And misguided uh, hillbilly elegy kind of bullshit, I guess. Ugh. Yeah, or yeah. or or things like what we do in the shadows, which is, you know, uh, 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 not everyone in New Zealand is a vampire. <laughs> <laughs> not everyone cool in New Zealand is a vampire. Yeah, I know ex- exactly one person who bucks that trend. So, as far as I know, <laughs> They are the exception to the rule, and that rule is, still is holds. It, but is it Jacinda? <laughs> There's also Jacinda, but you can't. I mean, we can't guarantee that she's not a vampire. I don't know her personally, so yeah, I've never yeah. seen her in the daytime. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so Zach, this kicks off the rest of the movie, which is um, a whole bunch of competing storylines. It's Tom Hanks being weird about having an affair and feeling guilty. It's mm. Bruce Willis is a drunk reporter, and it's like his last chance is to cover this story. He works for a tabloid, um, too. He works yeah. for, like, The Sun or whatever. But he's, like... he's covering this story because his boss is making him because an Al Sharpton stand-in is like, this boy wow. is in a coma, <laughs> and, like, it was a hit and run, and if this were a white boy, that would be solved by now. And uh, Oh, 1990, so, like, you tried. You tried. Well, the movie, no, yeah, they didn't get no. into this with the book. We'll get it because it's based on okay. a really famous book. Yeah. Um, Mm-hmm. Uh, okay okay and then uh the other side of it is uh, f murray abraham plays the district attorney and his he wants to be mayor and his whole thing is i just need a crime committed by a white person so i can convince all of the minority voters to vote for me mm-hmm. and <laughs> through a series of stuff it leads them back to tom hanks and then bruce willis is intimately tied into this because he writes the story that makes the situation famous Mm-hmm. And then Tom Hanks has like a breakdown, and it's like the 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 crumbling of society around him because like all the rich people are like, oh, it doesn't matter. Oh, you stood up yeah, for you, us. You, oh, you, this is like, yeah, you you killed you killed that boy, but like, who cares? Like, it's yeah. fine because you stood up to mm-hmm. the man. And they end up. It ends up in a court case where uh, some really inadmissible evidence gets used to uh, convict Melanie Griffith. uh, (laughs) Holy shit. uh, Morgan Freeman is the judge, by the way. Yes. and A bald Morgan Freeman, which is a look. Oh, strange. He looks good. He looks good. Um, Yeah, it's not bad. But the whole thing is is like they set up through the early in the movie that Morgan Freeman doesn't like this DA because like the DA keeps bringing him terrible unconvictable cases with white people uh, because he's like an opportunist and oh yeah, yeah morgan freeman allows this like taped evidence that shouldn't be allowed into the trial and like he's like okay tom hanks you're free to go because this clears you of wrongdoing and uh then he gives this big speech about morals and how we should be following the morals we learned as children and stuff. And oh then... yeah, so, so I mean, mm. with, the, with the, the, the the tape stuff is Melanie Griffith doing a terrible Southern accent. Um, well, she is Southern. Yeah, but it's is rough. She? It's, yeah, she it's, it seems so put upon to me. <laughs> um, regardless, okay. like she's she's having an affair, and like she, she, the 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 house that they were having an affair in, like was bugged by oh, the yeah. super aunt. Um, one of the aunts from from Sabrina, the yeah. the '90s sitcom, Sabrina the Teenage Witch, oh, not Aunt Hilda, uh, the other aunt. Yeah, the comedy one. She was no, not the com- not Carolyn oh, Ray. Oh, oh. 
uh, Beth Broderick, the... I believe her name yeah. is. Yeah, yeah, okay, mm-hmm. okay. Yeah, yeah. She's she oh, actually owns the apartment, and her. Yo, this movie is fucking complicated. Yeah, man. and her her building was like trying to get her out because it's rent controlled, and they knew she was subletting, and so they bugged it, and then. Bruce Willis finds the guy who bugged the apartment and gets the tape, and he meets Tom Hanks and feels bad for him and gives him the tape or some shit. I don't yeah, know. and 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 then uh, Tom Hanks goes to his lawyer. The lawyer says, "This is not admissible. You can't like we can't submit this because it was an illegal taping." Tom sure. Hanks wears a wire, meets Melanie Griffith at her husband's funeral. Uh, she's all hot and bothered for him (laughs) uh he she finds the wire as she's like groping him and then like that goes out the wood and then tom hanks is like talking to his dad who says he loves him for the first time a second later Mm. and is like well well you should just lie yeah, his, like, his dad gives this whole speech about like we've always tried to instill in you that the truth and, and being honest is the best thing but if the truth isn't gonna he literally says if the truth won't set you free then lie yeah that's a quote that's a direct <gasps> quote and so tom hanks oh. claims that the tape was his that he did it like he he did this secret tape he just plays it over a loudspeaker in the middle of court where melanie griffith incriminates herself like and it's it's just it's very convoluted and like i know we didn't describe it well but uh, the movie doesn't do a good job when the court case is like a media circus and there's it's the audience is full of protesters just like shouting at everything tom hanks says and like yeah what's the what's the like implied ethical take on this whole thing it's is it this is tough because so okay (laughs) the book so the book comes out in 1987 it's tom wolf you know tom wolf you know tom wolf that name is very familiar he yeah. he since he's dead now but since then he, he, he died did only write, a couple of years ago yeah right? he he did write multiple fictions but this is the first fiction he ever wrote he, he wrote was, the right okay. stuff for example mm-hmm. uh which is mm-hmm. non-fiction he 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 about wrote... the mercury seven astronauts i believe correct oh, um okay. he he wrote uh i I think the, the uh, most most recently the book that I read by him was like the Kingdom of Language I think which was about uh, like a linguistic thing. It's not it's not huh. super well done, but it's about he, the battle he, between. He's not a linguist. So. He, did, <laughs> no. he did in the in the. But it's I the battle between two... Chomsky and all all of the like the more oh, socio yeah. people like during during what what people in my field call the linguistics wars, which is right. so extra. <laughs> there is we we talk about this thing a lot but that does seem sort of there is no <laughs> reason that we should call like a, a like a debate between how humans process language the linguistic wars <laughs> but, but we do so. but that's fine yeah, yeah. it's yeah. it's yeah, yeah. it's what it's known as in the field and you can like cite that anyway yeah. he wrote he wrote something somewhat before his death um about that when he and he like for years he was like and he was the button-up version i think of like hunter s thompson he was like the the counterculture mm-hmm. face of journalism in the u.s that was like respectable mm-hmm. if that oh. makes sense okay. okay yeah he wrote he um, wrote pl- plenty of plenty of like both fiction and non-fiction mm-hmm. books sure. so he, are he writes his well book respected. and it's this enormous like sensation and mm-hmm. and from i've never read the book 
from what I've from what I understand, the book is very pointedly satirical and everyone is a bad guy. It's it's, okay. it's satirizing the legal system, it's satirizing right. Wall Street, it's satirizing racism in America, it's it's satirizing. It's satirizing this it's this satirizing. feels like the version of this movie that I would want. And it doesn't feel like the movie delivered on that. Perhaps. Right, yeah. precisely. Because the movie only yeah. satirizes certain parts of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah. the book's message is all of these things are terrible. We've gotten ourselves into a horrible, horrible mess. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's like look in the mirror. Is, this is fucking insane. Every mm-hmm. part of this is insane. Mm-hmm. The movie's message is the legal system and our moral code are screwed up, but there's still good people like Tom Hanks who wishes he was good, even though he's a bad guy. Like, yeah, I think the rich yeah. people like are, I, I don't remember what I said to you specifically, Lee, but like, I think that I, um, I characterized it reasonably well uh, yesterday when I, when I watched it. Um, Oh, they really rewrote the story from the wolf version to make Tom Hanks uh, like a sympathetic pseudo hero and Bruce Willis a likable anti hero. Mm-hmm. But in the book, Hanks's character loses everything entirely, and Willis's character is seen as a leech. And and yeah. you deal with like like in the movie they still characterize the 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 black preacher as like he's um, the problem in the he's movie. a money grubbing uh, it's and i guess that's fine if everyone is a bad guy on equal footing but they're instead, not instead it's it's like the white characters are fine and it's just right. it's just this opportunistic preacher well, yeah. and the f murray abraham da character who wants to be mayor he has this big speech in the like in his like office with his assistant da's and his like campaign advisors and he's like this is new york city here's the section of new york city where all these rich white people are they think they run it all and then he's got all these things here's everyone else who lives here the future <laughs> is these people like the line is yeah. the future yeah. will learn the future knows how to use a bridge they're not going to be separate ah. from these people forever. <laughs> and he gives yeah. this, and it's like, it makes sense. It's like, oh, yeah. he's, this, this person's a politician. He wants to appeal to these underserved communities and blah, blah. Sure. And then the next line out of his mouth is like eight slurs in a row for these different groups. <laughs> and he's like, and it's okay. Cause I'm Jewish. And he throws a Jewish slur out there. And it's like, Ugh. it's like, and in the book, I imagine that he's a bad guy in a more pointed way, but in the movie, yeah. it just yeah. sounds like a guy who gives an actual good point about the way that like representation should work in America, right. but doesn't. And yeah. then they turn him into a joke because like yeah. he's craven. Cause, cause, like yeah. someone can be craven and have the right motivation or, sure. or like sure. someone can, can use craven motivations to get to the correct result. And the movie doesn't even consider no, that. It's, it's just like bad. he's, it's just bad. He's just, yeah, it's, it's, it, it it's has not no surprising subtlety. given the, Right, yeah. given the time period, subtlety was not a thing, right? And I guess, also, but like it was in books. Uh... <laughs> yeah, but books don't need to make, I mean, what's a well, good number for 1990? Well, we can talk about We should talk We'll talk about money. Yeah. But like, I, I just, also, that, the bastardization of that whole thing. pages long, 
and the yeah, movie right. is under two hours, so like that's a big right. issue. Oh, like, I thought the movie I, it's was not, a little over. But, I feel like this oh, has happened it? a lot, though. Uh, like, it's 126 You're right, it's minutes, just so over it's, two hours. But, yeah, yeah, so it's two hours and, and six minutes. <laughs> no. Sure, yeah. No, that, I, I feel like that was a thing at the time, where they're just like, well, I, Tom Hanks and Bruce Willis can't be well, villains. Well, That'd well, be crazy. Bruce Willis, <laughs> this was a very early role for Bruce Willis, and that was actually kind of an issue in the production. Was um, it? He got wasn't paid it a after ton of money. Die Hard? <laughs> this is the movie he did right before Hudson Hawk. Like, he left the set of this movie to go okay. to Italy to do Hudson Hawk. Right, right, but it was after Die Hard. It was, right? but he still wasn't a huge star. He wasn't, he wasn't a hit yet. He was just a very egotistical... Sure. Well, that, but that, that's that played out yeah. on set, and he was apparently assholes to, like, most of the cast oh. and crew. Like, cool. have you ever heard Tom Hanks say a bad thing about someone other than Chet Hanks? <laughs> I haven't even heard him say a bad thing about Chet Hanks. I okay. <laughs> he has said bad things about Bruce Willis because of this experience. Oh, no kidding. Yeah, mm-hmm. Bruce Willis, right. like, <laughs> like thought that things should be moving faster, and, and like, he I, got... I've heard a lot of... Kevin Smith, a... I guess uh, you know what though know. the things I've heard about Kevin Smith in that story is he's complaining that Bruce Willis was annoyed that Kevin Smith didn't understand how like what kind of lenses to use and how to frame a shot. He's a fucking movie director and he had directed like eight movies at that point. Bruce right. Willis was right about that. I I thought Kevin Smith's complaints about Bruce Willis was he was always fucking late and he was a real diva about everything. I, well, I could that's wrong, also <laughs> true. But like both yeah. of them can be bad guys, just like sure. this movie yeah, yeah. where everyone can be a bad guy, but they're not. That's fair. Yeah. Everything. It sounds like, based on your description of this movie, it sounds like everybody should have been a bad guy and they weren't, and that's right. Uh, and yes. and, that, and that's something. Yeah. So, um, yeah. like if. Maybe maybe to get into it a little bit, there was a there was a Should book we talk written, about the devil's candy. Yeah, there's a yeah. book written about the production of this <laughs> cocaine. <film laughs> called actually the... Melanie Griffith is the oh the right name, where this name comes from. Yeah. Right, the oh, okay. book was okay. called The Devil's Candy: The Bonfire oh. of the Vanities Goes to Hollywood. Uh, by I she was the Julie Salmon. And she was the Salmon. the Salmon, the, the um the the film critic for the Washington uh, or for the oh jeez I think she was the the um, the financial one the Wall Street Journal the Wall Street Journal yeah oh mm-hmm. okay um still like she wrote this book and she had like full access during her and the De production were friends and of he the film her Weird. full access okay. yeah. And so, like, she saw it all go down and then wrote a book <laughs> why, about it. Why would anyone do that? Like, <laughs> like you know you're walking into a hurricane. Like, hey, well, do you want to come see this and also report on it? That seems cool. Yeah. yeah well, yes and no. <laughs> like, this was supposed to be a hit. Like, it had all, sure, these, yeah. all these big, like, the, Absolutely. the, the book yeah. was a hit. Yeah. The fact all the that people it has it has very famous. it has yeah. Chet's dad, it it has <laughs> up and coming Bruce Willis. <laughs> he will always be known. <laughs> um yeah. Melanie's coming off of a bunch of hits. Like Melanie is and, and Oscar nominations. Like yeah. uh, sure, uh sure. Kim Cattrall is an actual person. It has it has Morgan Freeman who is well is all, also work. coming off of some Oscar nominations. Yes. Yeah, precisely. So. Yeah. It has F. Murray Abraham. Like it has who it won has this, or no. Yeah, he won Best Actor like three years earlier for Amadeus. Right. Like, so he, th- there is a lot of star power behind this. And then the book is like, 
holy shit, what a disaster this is. Mm-hmm. It's there's there's just there's a lot of really like fun stuff. So there's a there's a podcast about that the author did uh, recently um, about the book that I started listening to. And the, the reason The Devil's Candy, the name is uh, the, the original producer of the movie, Peter Gruber. Um, he's, he's a big, John Peters and Peter Gruber are two really big 70s and 80s producers. Um, he, he ended up leaving the project uh, because he left the studio after it got started. But wow. the reason it's called that is because this character that Melanie Griffith plays, he said this character needs to be the devil's candy. It needs to be the character that a good man would ruin his life for. Isn't that oh. the grossest shit you've ever Oh my <laughs> God. Like, the late 80s, early 90s. Why? Why yeah. do you like this? <laughs> well, and this, this, and the, and Julie this Salomon. This is like the anti-rom-com. That's just like, ugh, so Ju- gross. Yeah. Julie Salomon did all these interviews with these people and she, she has these tapes of them talking and like the thing she says about this guy, Peter Gruber, is his whole thing was he just, he would pile metaphors on top of each other to the point where people would just agree with him because they assumed what he was saying was right. And mm-hmm. his description of the movie starts off with him saying, imagine just this nothing event happens and it spirals to the point where it ruins all these lives. And like she, I heard, I was listening to her giving an interview and she's like, and years later I listened to that and I realized, wait a minute, he just referred to a hit and run as a nothing event. That- <laughs> a hit and run that puts a, 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 a kid in a coma. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not great. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, um, there's a lot of wild like. We, do you want to talk about some of like the crazy shots in this movie just to get away from? Oh, the oh, oh, it? yeah. Let's this, talk this about is, the technical stuff. This is like I, actually I am, very I'm, fun. I'm very sad about the content, so yeah, let's do that. Yeah, yeah. Let's <laughs> yeah. let's get into the technical <laughs> stuff. Um, yeah. what, what what you got? Well, do you want to talk about the uh, the the Concord shot? Oh well, I mean, I think you probably know better than I the do. Playing the Concord. So. Yeah, the plane, the Concorde. Uh, the... In in 1990, it was oh, almost yes. done. Almost done. Yeah. Did it crash? Was it one of the crashes? No. no. <laughs> um, so the, um, I believe he was the, like one of the assistant directors was doing pickup shots and he made a bet with De Palma that he could make the most expensive pickup shot ever. And it's like they needed a, a shot of like a plane landing at JFK. So he figured out the perfect timing to have the concord land where certain buildings would be visible in the background and also the sun would be going down and be partially under the horizon this is the sort of thing that could only happen like maybe twice a a year there was a five no it's once a year and there's a five minute window and they hired the concord to fly in with no passengers so they could get this shot and it lasts for 10 seconds and it costs oh. like a hundred thousand dollars i i thought the concord was part of the formula in that whole thing like we have to catch a concord coming in well they naturally. are because it's like excess oh. and it's very notable Fucking like it's Christ. the concord like you yeah can tell. It's, like, it's it's yeah no they're a very weird shaped plane yeah yeah it's melanie Jesus griffith Christ. coming back from italy like Eric Schwab is the name of the the direct the second yeah. unit director. So I assume that affected you guys a lot watching this movie. You were like, "Oh shit, that is a very deep part huh. of this watching yeah. experience." I'm glad they spent a hundred thousand dollars. This it's a thirty second period that occurs once a year, where this shot he wanted could could happen. 
they only used 10 seconds of it and it cost eighty thousand dollars yeah i just this is that same like people from new york think new york is the end of the world like it's just so stupid it's, it's no one also gives a, a thing <laughs> that exactly the book the bonfire of the vanities is satirizing yeah, right, exactly. That's the, true. the self-awareness or the lack thereof is yeah, no, unbelievable. The, 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 yeah, the, the, the lack of their ability to recognize that the incredible excess of what a yeah. ridiculous shot that they... I think, it, I think some dumb. of it is like, like De Palma used, had like a crew that he would work with. And I mm. think a lot of it is like, this is the biggest budget we've ever had. Let's just have fun. Like, sure. Uh, sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, I guess if the studio's paying for it and you're like, yeah, whatever. Well, also, the opening shot of the movie is a 24-hour time-lapse of Manhattan, uh, and they installed a camera on top of the Chrysler building to do it, and the mm-hmm. same second-unit director did that, and apparently that was also incredibly expensive. Um, I Today, you could put a GoPro. It cost whatever a GoPro, $400. Yeah, <laughs> right, yeah. It's, it's a different yeah. world. Um, <laughs> Seth, talk about the God, tracking shot. Oh, I don't. I don't even remember how long the tracking shot is, though. <laughs> oh, see, let me see if I can get it. Yeah. Oh, the so. Um. Hey, Zach, you remember how uh, in the last movie that we did, there was an incredibly long tracking shot that I try to forget, but yes. I yeah, we were just yeah. we were just drifting. I believe I believe you correctly quoted it at seven minutes and thirty nine seconds. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um. Hold on. I've got it. So the after the opening time lapse shot uh there is a incredibly long tracking shot through the winter garden uh uh-huh. and it's a yeah. 330 second steady cam shot of so- bruce willis working his way from a limo to the the reception area so that's and- like six minutes Mm-hmm. Nine, nine minutes six minutes oh. the so the the and the steady cam operator this guy larry mcconkey who i looked him up he is in the camera operators hall of fame and has received the lifetime <laughs> achievement award from this group wow um, okay well he had props a, to him for sure yeah. <laughs> so i'm just gonna rewrite up the wikipedia yeah get to track it. backwards get on a golf cart ride it for 400 feet get off again track backwards for another 230 feet get on an elevator get out and track for another 250 feet. Well, I fucking hope he got $80,000 too then. Because like they cut him a check for 80 grand. It was oh, like, you he did also it. had to watch Bruce Willis just <laughs> dig his hand into a pile of salmon. A giant salmon oh. pate, just full handed. Oh. Yeah, it's gross oh. as hell. It is. So he got hazard pay oh, for that. Man. <laughs> yeah, I hope so. so the, oh, the other thing I'll, I want to know it was, about. It was it, like it's an impressive shot from a technical perspective. But also, but again, like, to what end? Yeah, it really in, in service of something that's not entertaining it, at all. Just, it, just really, like the player, it's like it's masturbatory. Like no one needs this. Yeah, no, it really could have been several cuts, and I would yeah. not have known the difference as right. as a layman. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, no, no way. Like, uh, it's ah, it's trash. It's trash. <laughs> so, <laughs> So uh, another thing I do want to mention about all of these fancy shots, um, mm. Vilmos Zygismund, who yeah. is a really famous cinematographer, he used to work with oh. Spielberg. He won an Oscar for Close Encounters. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Worked with lots of lots of famous people. Um, 
died a couple years ago actually he did Uh, Mm -hmm. basically just got all the like credit for all these things in the press because people were like oh well he's really famous and there are these crazy shots i'm sure he did it and he didn't Mm. correct anyone and then all of the people who were actually responsible for them fucking lost their minds and like buried him in the professional yeah. press and stuff. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Good. Good, good, good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, this is like, it's, you're, you're so. This sounds right like a fucking that. train wreck uh, topped by yeah. prototype. Okay. As, well, as friend of the well, show, let's, Jeremy let's, says. <laughs> well, let's, let's, let's maybe talk about money, maybe. Mm hmm. Yeah, definitely. Oh boy, I'm gonna be sad okay. if this if this made money. I'm gonna be very sad. Oh well, no, but no, I've no, never no. heard right. of it, so, so it probably didn't. Make so, money. well, I mean, it has a lot of big names in it. All right, so I'll give you. Why don't I give you the budget and you try to guess the um the cost? Okay. Or the that the, sounds perfect. The, yeah. the the box the office. box office. Yeah, yeah. The cost was forty seven mil. In 1990, what do you think that's it made? That's like a lot. Okay, forty-seven mil guesses. in 1990. That's a bunch. That's a with bunch. Brian De Palma, who was a very famous director sure. at the time. Well, and as he, we mentioned, had, a bunch of had stars. A following. He had a following, and he had there's some a lot of actors. Successes, yeah. Mm-hmm. A lot of actors you got to pay too. Like, but they're Tom, they're Tom nascent. and Bruce both got five million dollars. There you go. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They're both reasonably nascent in their careers, though. Okay, uh, that's true. That's true. Um, okay, I have an optimistic and a pessimistic guess. Okay. Optimistic would be eighty-three million. Mm-hmm. I think I'm gonna say pessimistic, but realistic guess is twenty-seven million. Too high, baby. Yeah. <laughs> no shit. This made fifteen point six. Oh my god. <laughs> I mean. You've described a terrible movie. Like, it's, it's I'm not entirely so, surprised. It's yeah. so baffling because it is all over the Wow, place. that's a huge loss. Like, yeah, can I, can colossal I you, can loss. I, can I tell you more? Can I tell you something else about this? Always. Okay, do it. Do so it. Do it. The <laughs> ending is, is the court, and then Morgan Freeman gives his big speech about morality, and then we cut back to Bruce Willis is about to give his talk in the present, and he's like, oh, by the way, mm. Tom Hanks is retired from public life, and no one's ever heard of him, and I wrote a book, and I'm famous, blah, blah. There's a scene, so the original cut of the movie, this movie was 126 minutes, the original cut was almost three hours long. And <laughs> they I cannot it. imagine the thing you described being more than 98 minutes long. Mm-hmm. There's yeah. no fucking way. So one of the scenes they cut out was immediately after the Morgan Freeman speech and Tom Hanks is free, uh, Tom Hanks apparently, and I don't think this happens in the book, he finds out that uh, Bruce Willis is the the reporter that like blew up his spot and made this into such a sensation. Yeah. And he yeah. takes the sword from the lady justice statue <laughs> at the courthouse and has a sword fight with Bruce Willis that they filmed and spent days filming. Not a I, second of it. Not a second of it is. I want to see that so bad. Mm-hmm. I mean, given that... all of the other production details you've mentioned, that is, both not surprising and absolutely fucking insane. That mm-hmm. sounds so cool. That would have redeemed this movie for me. <laughs> there are apparently entire sections of this Ugh. movie that were filmed and just not even like a trace of them in the. That's how you spend forty-seven million in nineteen ninety, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And De Palma was kind of a he was a big name, right? Like yeah. This is this is well, another thing. This is another thing is the nineteen ninety of it all is like. Yeah. 
this story only works in the 80s and i know it's 1990 but it's still not the 80s anymore yeah there was a very like uh yeah specific uh, boundary there was a very sharp boundary at some yeah point. A, and i think it might have been in, like in linear time which i i hear is a thing but um, I, i'm not familiar with it but uh yeah yeah, yeah. um yeah no you're right it, i feel like in 1990 different different times this and, also came out on december 21st why would you release this at christmas i know that's like kind of the time oh. that oscar movies come out but like Who's oh seeing this on God. Christmas? It's not a fun movie, by the sound of it. <laughs> no, it's not. It was kind of a slog. Yeah. I um, yeah. I I watched it on a um, less than legitimate Russian site. Uh, sure. That sure. Sure. the dubbing I thought was off, but it turns out that it was fine. Oh Oof. well, <laughs> that's rough. Yeah, because yeah. I I ended up like looking at it on a bunch of different other other places, and unless they all have the same source, uh, it seems like uh, I was just not well made. <laughs> <laughs> yep, 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 yep. <laughs> it's uh, I mean, it's famously a disaster. So yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. you know, I I love this kind of movie for for the podcast. This is exactly yeah. the, the, the mean, historical look into a time where we were alive specifically like some of the 70s ones like you guys have a better uh vantage on what was happening or whatever but like 1870s the, like well, the, you specifically the, like, like the Gore Vidal yeah. novel 1876 oh sure. see i sure. thought you were talking sure. about like um <laughs> uh, uh like the the late romantic period in terms of classical music but that's fine. oh yeah no um <laughs> No, I, I like this thing that punches, happened but... in our lifetime. So, like, we're kind of aware of what was going on in the, the universe. And also, these people are, like, people that went on to either be very famous or mm-hmm. sometimes their careers sort of petered out after that. Mm-hmm. Melody Griffith. Uh, whatever. Um, <laughs> well, I mean, that's true. Yeah. It is mm-hmm. unfortunately true. Um, but, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's fun to see these, like, giant flops, like... Talking about like stuff, uh, we've been talking a lot about Jupiter ascending because uh, the major. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, and it's like I wonder if you know somebody in twenty years from now is going to look at the twenty seventeen movie Jupiter Ascending and say like, "Wow, what a colossal piece of shit." They probably are. I guess. Yeah, well, yeah but that one is not like. It's not objectionable. It's just like it just That's doesn't true. work. There, there's no like uh, weird racism. I think. <laughs> yeah. Not mm-hmm. other against Ukrainians, which there is. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. Um, yeah. I, yeah. I don't know. R- regardless, though, like it's it's not it's not in the same vein, and like I, it's I, not. I don't really. Th- this movie is just such a disaster in so many ways. Sounds mm-hmm. like it. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. ooh, boy, I like. I don't even know. I. Sure. Well, it's also fucking... the worst part about it is. It's not like, it's not one of those disasters where it was a disaster behind the scenes and boy, the product is also a disaster. No, it's it's like, it's a very competently made bad movie. Yeah, so it's almost I, worse because sure, it just sure. becomes boring. I feel yeah, like it's it's not it's not uh, bad good. It's bad bad. I feel mm-hmm. like in in the Devil's Candy, Brian De Palma makes a quote where or 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 like makes a statement where he's like, "Yeah, we started from the wrong." like it's not dark enough right it yeah. should be it should be he, w- way more dark 
and he had a, a lot of control over this because when the when the producer left the studio he just became the producer he he was just everything was his say right so there yeah. there there are conflicting stories about studio control uh where like sometimes some people are saying that the studio like wanted it to be more white positive oh or not 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 like white positive but i'm saying like make the the protagonist a protagonist who happens to be a white person like but still i i I fully understand again in context in the 1990s right it's like a book a book doesn't need to have a defined protagonist in the way that a movie does yeah sure because you have a lot you can have main characters that are right you can shift perspectives Mm -hmm. in a much different way like i mean like they're different media but the the thing was (laughs) that 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 de palma was like yeah we started from jump poorly Mm -hmm. yeah and i i made the thing that i could make but that's his statement the studio says other things like it's all completely conflated it's a whole giant goddamn mess it's a better it's a better cultural like collection of stories than it is a movie yeah it's right yeah also a a book doesn't have to make 47 million plus marketing back oh sure right (laughs) right like a book can just be a book and a movie cannot be that big it has to make that point in the in the 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 devil's candy about like oh yeah Yeah. the book was a sensation but a sensation for a book is like three million people buy it if a movie only sells three million tickets no one gives a shit yeah they have failed to make books into movies over and over and over and over consistently like yeah, I don't know why they think yeah, that's always going to be a win. Hit yeah. books don't mean hit movies. They don't. They don't. I think there was a time when it was closer to, but like yeah, but not sure. not in recent memory. And again, the '90s feel like that. Definitely a dividing line for that. Like, I, I maybe yeah. in the '80s, but like in the '70s, people were still making hit books oh, yeah. into sensational movies. But like, yep. there's still there's movies. A... Obviously, there's still movies made on books, and they still make a lot. Of, like Twilight, you know, is a thing that exists. Well, like, yeah. Yeah, but yeah. those are bigger cultural movements than just like a book that was popular. But, yeah. yeah, there there's a lot more turd books in the movies now. I think yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah, yeah, probably. All right, let's 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 just do ratings. Let's. Um, yeah. There's probably a bunch of chaff to to cut out here. So, um, <laughs> never. Oh yeah, all right. <laughs> the um shit, where's the IMDb rating? Uh, I just is. closed that tab. Shit. No, I got it. I got it. With um twenty five thousand votes, the IMDb rating is a five point six, which is okay. pretty accurate. Yeah, wow. mm-hmm. so, love to see a very middling IMDb. I'll go. I'm gonna say this movie's a three point five. It's like kind of boring because it's just the only thing that pulls you out of the boring is like sometimes the shots are cool and uh also you have to stop and say wait that's the message they're trying to get across in this movie um, <laughs> I, I don't think if i don't i don't think that's a a plus sorry it's not a plus <laughs> that's what i'm getting at is like mm, it's yeah it's sa- it's saved from being completely boring ignorable by the weird decisions mm-hmm it's okay. which isn't a plus but at least it's like i paid attention for a few seconds i guess um yeah, yeah. 
But the other thing is, if I hadn't been paying attention at all, I probably would have given it a higher score because I would have been like, yeah, it's totally ignorable, whatever. Um, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Zach, your yep. movie. Very fun. I liked it. I uh, wouldn't say fun, but... Well, it's not fun. I just mean like, <laughs> yeah, your, your approach was very fun. It's like, uh, <clears throat> okay. let's do the unreliable narrator. Let's yeah. take someone yeah, yeah. who is truly likable, start them off as like just a, a nothing make them likable and then pull the rug out from under us and turns out mm-hmm. oh fuck we, we we fucked this one so i'm gonna give yeah. you an eight. Oh, oh tight yeah okay i i was really i think i i didn't really sew tom hanks's uh real world character into it enough but yeah like in a perfect world you know you tom hanks is the guy he was the guy when me too happened when the reckoning happened in hollywood who's like let's expose all the fucking terrible shitheads it still like, needs tom to hanks more. oh <clears throat> of course yeah but they were like tom hanks would be the the one guy that would be like so surprising and upsetting and terrible mm-hmm. and I, that's kind of what i was going for i was like tom hanks seems like the most wholesome dude in the world and mm-hmm. well, i think what he, if he, what if he wasn't that's yeah. and that's like obviously not in 1990 because his whole persona wasn't there yet but like exactly that's one of the failings of the movie is like it should have made him hateable because we're yeah. already so conditioned to like him exactly um, yeah that that right. seemed and like, really nice. just, yeah really i think the movie just makes him seem pathetic it doesn't make sure. him unlikable so much yeah. as pathetic right yep. and i think that yep. both tom wolf and de palma made this statement um but they yeah, had sure, sure. Uh, like obviously tom wolf sold the rights and it doesn't matter yeah, uh, he, his yeah. quote is i don't think it made sense to make it into a movie and i don't think they did a good job but i never said anything <laughs> because i cashed the check because money <laughs> precisely yeah. because, mm-hmm. because tom wolf yeah. is a consummate professional <laughs> uh, um, wanted to do uh lithgow Oh for, yeah, he oh. wanted Lithgow because as... he thought Lithgow would get across that like upper class like dirtbag better. Yeah, he... where he would have been like a shitty rich dude yeah. who feels a little bad about his decisions, but also De Palma like... loves to cast John Lithgow as like lunatic murderers. So like it makes sense that he wants him in this role of like the ultimate yeah. unlikable person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That does right. seem way better than Tom Hanks to be fair. Yeah. yeah I, I feel like <laughs> Tom Hanks is is at this point too t- too young, too handsome, too like Yeah. It oh, seems Rita very... has a cameo, Zach, in the movie. Re- Rita, she's, oh, she's in the fun. opening okay. tracking shot. Yeah. 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 No, it's just like that fucking making... tracking shot. God damn. That, that's two different movies it's like you were making a movie and then the studio was like hey tom hanks is cool and you were like yeah not for this though and they were like no tom hanks is cool oh yeah that, like, that's okay. all things he was already on board there's there were several directors before they actually got to where they wanted uh, it. Yeah. yeah so like he, okay. tom hanks was was locked in like there was yeah. no yeah it's bizarre it's okay. kind of a mess yeah. um yeah. all right so i will right now it's me yes. it's my turn um so the original oh boy it's 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 a trash fire by by title indeed yeah Yeah. but like (laughs) i don't know if i can make up for like the technical issues to rate it higher than lee i probably can't 3.5 okay uh that's what you said right yeah and i remember Yep. Yeah, if there's like a supercut on on YouTube of like cool shots in the movie, yeah, go for it. Sure. Yeah, there's there's pl- plenty of interesting 
things There's a weird happening. overhead rotating shot at one point that's kind of cool like yeah sure yeah there's like de palma has merit inherently I oh think. sure like, yeah and all yeah. the DePalma, like the split screen de palma thing that happens yeah. in the movie. oh like, god yeah, damn yeah. i you know what i fucking i actually hate that split screen i actually don't like de palma so like yeah oh, uh so rain shots all up in there actually like, you know, zach yeah. revisionist that's a three i'm just gonna Ooh. pump it pump it down 0.5 because like let, let I, actually know. i found okay. that very frustrating okay so okay. um right but zach when the entirety of the decade of the 80s caught fire yeah, yeah. Ooh, i love that i imagine I want... all of our mom's shoulder pads and like i was just thinking of carrie yeah. carrie uh, uh She's I mean, I don't know. You had like a high powered mom because I did not. I had I, I did, had like I a had, teacher mom. So like thinking, uh, uh, Randy, there are no shoulder pads. I, I did have a high powered mom. Covey from uh, from Reno nine one one. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Her in an eighties situation, oh my God, yeah. like is in yeah. that scene. Like for she's sure. she's the embodiment of Kim Cattrall. Like if you pushed Kim Cattrall like a little further, it's her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She's she's so. the comedy Kim Cattrall, yeah, like yeah, the, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh boy, I I I actually like I like the trash fire burning burning it all down, and I do like an unreliable narrator a lot. Sure. Yeah, uh, it's a hard thing to transition. Um, but uh, you know, it don't matter. It don't matter. Eight. Eh, I don't think I did it great, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Eight okay wow it's just the more i think about it the points like the the, the way you use tom hanks is the perfect <laughs> way to use tom hanks for this story yeah. and they just didn't do it i know because you ultimately trust tom hanks inherently like, yeah and then He's... if you turn him evil which no one has ever really done with tom hanks like, not uh, not really yeah Kind Except of, for Cloud Atlas, I don't remember. Uh, yeah, the Cloud Atlas, Atlas. Kind of, like, I mean, it's all like... Tradition, he's a hitman, but the whole movie's about him uh, and his kid and, like, yeah, chased and by re- much more evil people. Like, yeah, redemption yeah. and all mm-hmm. sorts of shit. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. All right, well, thanks, buds. Uh, seems like a win. Yeah. It was a tough one. That's a hell of a title, I will say again. <laughs> yeah. Oof, badoof. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. I, I, I get it, because you guys definitely haven't fucked me over with titles before, so, like, it's well, fine. speaking of which, uh-huh. uh, next week is going to be Seth doing a movie called Blowout. Which is a not movie. not the hairdresser movie. No, He's already guessed is the hairdresser movie, which it's is not, not. It's not the Michelangelo Antonioni movie you did a few weeks ago, either. Right, oh, yeah. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of blow blank movies and uh, it's none oh, of the ones no. we've already done <laughs> see this is this is the problem with english language with its phrasal verbs all right blow up um, blow down blow in blow out anyway until next time uh, total movies. trash uh, we do a show you don't listen thank you anyway but uh <laughs> you know like uh, i'll watch what she's watching i think i used to say that you did 